you can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet, creeping along the wall ninja style. She raised her arms up over her head and started to come towards me. And she had her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear my sister on the top phone say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air. But now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck, then it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone. So that is my ghost story. Hi, and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real-life ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fisk. And I'm Rebecca Black. So uh, coming up in just a little bit, we have a story out of an old folks' home or an assisted living facility. It's like chilling. Okay, I am excited then. (laughs) So that's coming up. Quick reminder, please follow us, hauntedaf.com, all the social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, we're there. We've been posting lots of fun stuff, including more haunted doll stuff. Seriously, what is the deal with you people and your haunted dolls? Seriously. We also posted info about the Jefferson Hotel. It's actually going to be reopening under new management. They are taking reservations right now. So if you're planning on traveling, maybe you want to do a little ghost hunt. We need to get this COVID crap behind us so we can just do that. Because that's three hours away from us. We could do that for a weekend. Totally. So we've also been sharing these haunted Tesla stories and we shared a really, really good one this week. If you haven't already, make sure you go to Twitter or Facebook and check out that video. We have a little bit of an update on that coming up. We need to send out some big love to our new Patreon followers right now, to April Bailey and Liliana Hinojosa. Hey, don't forget we were going to mention, we were going to give a shout out to Laura Haberman as well. Oh my gosh, thank you. I knew I would forget. Thank you for that, Rebecca. Yes, Laura Haberman in the hospital getting surgery right now. Uh, Featured in season one with her mm -hmm. sister floating down the stairs. (laughs) So get well soon, Laura. We are thinking about you and sending prayers up for you. All right, you want to go ahead and jump into the stories? Yeah, let's do it. This one comes from Allison in Arkansas. So the kids were taking a nap. I have two children. I have a three-year-old girl and a, at this time it was a one-year-old boy. I was getting ready to get the kids up from their nap and I was going to load them up and take them over to my mom's house because she was cooking supper for me and my husband and the kids and we were just going to go hang out over there afterward. So my daughter was taking an abnormally long nap and she was really snoozing. So I'd already had my son, you know, up and ready and I was just waiting on her and she wakes up and she's real disoriented and she's just mumbling about something and I'm like okay sweetie we gotta get ready and I am like rushing around like crazy and Ivy is following me while I'm loading stuff and she's saying mama I gotta tell you something I saw a grandma and I'm totally sadly ignoring her I'm just saying yeah babe okay hang on I gotta get us in the car and she says mommy I saw a grandma I mean tells me this like three or four times and finally she stops me and says mommy I gotta tell you something so I stop and I said what she said when I was in my room sleeping I saw a grandma above my bed and she was making this motion with her hands like as she was laying down there was somebody hovering over her and I said above your bed in your room and she said yes she had blue hair and short legs I mean, she's barely three years old and has never really described anything as being short, let alone someone's legs. Because, I mean, she's short. She has short legs. So how is she going to describe an adult's legs as short? But anyways, I said short legs. And, and she said, yeah, she had on a yellow dress and she has blue hair. She's very nice. And I said, okay, cool. So it didn't really hit me at that point until we get in the car. And she said, you know, my grandma says she loves our cows and she's going to help my garden grow 
real tall. I said, yeah, and she said, yes, yeah. she thinks our cows are really nice because my husband's a farmer and he has cows. I said, that's nice. I thought, yeah, she's gonna forget this dream she had. No, the kid talks about it every day for a week straight. And so I'm trying to think of who this may be. My husband had, you know, his grandmother had passed away right before I got pregnant with my son. My grandmother on my dad's side is the only other one I can think of, but she died before I was born. And so I never met her and certainly my daughter had never met her. And so I'm telling my mom this, I'm kind of laughing about it, but I'm saying she will not shut up about this. She keeps talking about it and keeps saying the same thing. It's not like she's making stuff up, but she goes, she keeps talking about it. And um, my mom texts me a couple days later and says, you know, your grandma Elizabeth had that really gray hair that almost looked blue. And she had the shortest, stubbiest legs I've ever seen on a human. So this is my dad's mom we're talking about. And I text my dad, I'm like, hey, do you have a picture of grandma Elizabeth you can send me? And I told him the whole story. It kind of excited him. Like he was, thought it was interesting. So he sent me a picture of her and my dad, my stepmom, and my husband, we were all in the kitchen with Ivy and my son. And out of the blue, I pulled the picture up on my phone and I said, Ivy, who is this? And Ivy said, that's my grandma with the short legs and blue hair. Just completely recognized her and it was so matter of fact. So evidently in the house we live in currently, my deceased grandmother likes to come and hover over my daughter's bed and talk to her about her garden and our cows, which I think is sweet, but it, it does send a chill up my spine if you, you know, think about it too much. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Isn't it interesting to know that whatever those bodily parts that you probably fixate on now uh-huh. will carry on into your death? <laughs> no, it sucks. It sucks. I'm like, we already have body issues. Why they got to keep going after we die? <laughs> Poor Gamma and her little stumpy legs. She's like, well, damn it. I'm not going to come float over your bed anymore if you're going to make fun of my legs. By the way, we do have a picture of Grandma Elizabeth. So make sure you go find the companion post at hauntedaf.com so you can check her out because she is a cutie. Oh, I'm so glad. I was like dying to see what she looks like. So this next story comes from Amanda. She says about 10 years ago, my daughter and husband went to visit relatives in Ireland for a week. I was relishing the time I had to myself because as the mother of a six-year-old, when you're given a week's break, you take it. Anyway, I was mm-hmm. in bed one night and I could hear voices in the living room, which is directly below our bedroom. At first, I thought it might be the TV, but I knew I hadn't turned that TV on. So I started to drift off to sleep when a full-on conversation started up in the living room. I was bloody terrified, but I went partway down the stairs and I could see our two dogs sitting in the hallway completely unconcerned. So I thought if they weren't bothered by it, then I shouldn't be. Well, the conversation droned on for so long that I eventually shouted for them to shut the f*** up. I need to sleep. I have to say the following silence, though, was deafening. Our house was built in 1910, so I suppose it's inevitable that it's a tad haunted. That does suck. It's like bad enough to hear random voices in your house, but for it to be a conversation that's just droning on and on, like you don't need that. I know. Oh, nobody wants an annoying house guest. <laughs> exactly. So the next story comes from Emma who says, when my sister was four years old, she started having pooping problems. Oh, dear. And was put on a, on a fiber medication. Poor baby. Uh, <laughs> so she started calling out for my mom every night after and told her there were butterflies in her room. Oh, wow. My mom was 100% not a believer and assumed my sister was not sleeping well due to her stomach ache. A few weeks later, my sister started saying that there were birds in her room. A few weeks after that, my sister woke up screaming and saying there were angels attacking her. <laughs> Woo! My mom still said it was due to not sleeping well, but I am convinced she was being visited by demons. Yeah! 
<laughs> or what the hell is this fiber medication? Right. To make her like have fever dreams of some sort. I get upset stomachs all the time and it's never made me have dreams about angels attacking me. I would like to ask Emma what her sister was like when she was a child. Was she a complete hellraiser and maybe they were like little angels just poking at her trying to get her to behave? <laughs> Or maybe she was just really into the acid, like taking some really fantastic drugs, and that's what was causing her to not poop at all. Okay, so this next story comes from Kiana. Hey, Rebecca and Julie, this is Kiana talking about living in my um, haunted apartment. So I remember when I was younger, my parents moved us into this apartment that used to be abandoned, but the landlord fixed it up all nice. It was a three-bedroom, one-bath. The three younger kids, which was me, my second older sister, and my brother, we all shared a room. My brother would never sleep in our room. He would always go sleep with my older sister in her room. And every night we would sleep with our door shut. We never slept with the door open because the more dark, the more scary things you can see, right? So um, I remember one night I wake up and the door is open. I just thought that it was my mom who opened up the door because she would always come through in the night and check on all of us because she was just as paranoid as we were about the apartment. But, you know, she had to be the adult. So looking through the door into the living room, because that's how the house was set up, I can see my um, second older sister sitting on the TV stand, and she's just sitting on the TV stand looking around, and she has a glow to her, but that that didn't matter because I'm thinking, like, what is she doing out of bed? Like, how did she get in the living room, and why is she sitting on the TV? TV stand. She's going to get in trouble. She's playing with her hair. She's scratching her skin and stuff. And I'm just like, what's going on? So I shift to get a better look and I feel something or someone behind me. So I turn around and look behind me and it's my second oldest sister in the bed with me. So once I realize that she's in the bed with me, I look back at her because I can't process like, how is she on the TV stand and in the bed with me? And I look and whatever was darts his head and looks at me real fast. And I'm freaked out at this point. Like, I can't even let out a scream. I'm, I can't move. And I just remember it charging full speed at me. So I hurry up and I throw the covers over my head. And just like that, I just remember waking up and it was morning. I don't remember what happened after that. I was just terrified and I brought it up to my sister the next morning like hey what were you doing on the tv stand last night why were you sitting on a tv stand and she's like Kiana I wasn't I was in the bed with you the whole night and I go well then why did I see you on the tv stand and she goes Kiana stop you're scaring me you're freaking me out and then I just dropped it I still think about it sometimes it still scares me because I know that there was no way I was dreaming. I know for sure that I was up the whole time. And I know you're going to think like, well, you said you woke up in the morning. But I know for sure I was conscious and I know what I seen. But um, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting me on the show. Um, Have a good rest of you guys today. The thing that freaks me out the most about that story is that she's sitting on the TV stand. Yeah. Is that the type of thing that somebody could normally sit on? I couldn't get past the scratching of the skin part. Can you imagine somebody sitting on a TV stand and then like just, I feel like squatted and like scratching skin. Like that's, <laughs> it kind of reminds me of this story that a friend of mine told me a long time ago where she mm-hmm. woke up and sitting on the door frame above her bathroom was a little boy and mm. uh, and it was just there for a second and she looked again and it was gone when you think about like a door frame it's not thick enough for someone to sit on you know right, much but... less a kid to be sitting there looking at you that's some scary right. shit right there Ooh, I don't like it there are friends to the end and sometimes they come back again so don't be scared don't you freak it's just the dead pet We'll be right back. 
Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings, from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown is haunted. Thank you. That's Shoshana and Misery. And we actually haven't gotten any Dead Pet of the Week theme songs from people in a while. Why don't you get them Aww. the e- email address real quick? That's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, girls. It's Myra from Kentucky. I have a Dead Pet of the Week story for you. So I was recently at my mom's house for Christmas. And her dog, Lola, unfortunately passed away a few weeks ago. But my foster son, who is 14 months, loves dogs. And we were at mom's house for Christmas. And he went to the place where Lola always used to sit in the hallway. And he crouched down and put his hands out like he was wanting a dog to come play with him but he only does this with dogs and he made this little sound like tuk a tuk a tuk a like he was wanting him to come play he was wanting something to come play with him and we believe with all our heart that he was talking to lola thanks girls Aw, thank you, Myra. That is sweet. Wanted to go over just a couple of updates, things that we've talked about in the past on the podcast. And one thing, it's probably starting to get it annoying that we're always bringing up the Brent Underwood YouTube channel, the Ghost Town Living. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't really watch a whole lot of videos on YouTube, but um, anytime I go over there, I get sucked into it. And one that he just posted, he put all this stuff on Instagram too, is a woman sent a journal to him. And apparently this woman's great-grandmother lived in Cerro Gordo. She moved out there with her husband and he was going to try to strike it rich as a minor. And so she sent all of these journal entries and photos of their time living in Cerro Gordo in like the late 1930s and early 1940s. It is amazing. But he's also learned about a whole other mine that they didn't even know about out there. So yeah, definitely check out It's Ghost Town Living on YouTube or just follow Brent Underwood on Instagram. can keep up with all of that. Also last week we talked about calls. So that Oh my god, why are you bringing those up again? <laughs> So we posted a link at hauntedaf.com so you could go and look at them. And so being born with a call, that means that you are born with a portion of the amniotic sac like still attached to your Mm -hmm. head or your body. Mm -hmm. But they even have pictures of babies that are born still in the entire amniotic sac. Have you seen those? Dude, (laughs) yes. Oh my God, they are freaky. And when they pop it is when it's like, "Ah!" So we got this message from Cass who says, my mom was born with a call and she was breached. She used to see things before they happened when she was a child. And it used to scare her because she thought it meant that she was possessed by the devil. And her parents weren't very understanding about it either. Of course not. Of course not. So she says she prayed to God to take it away and it stopped, but she still has minor premonitions, but she no longer has the vision. Okay, well, we're going to need to know some of those premonitions. I would like to know what she's predicted. Or anybody else, do you have any other I was born with a call story? (laughs) 
listeners. <laughs> we would love to hear them. Hauntedayofpodcast at gmail.com. We also got another haunted Tesla story. Posted that on all of our social medias, which is fantastic. Hey, by the way, and I meant to research this before we started the podcast today. I was going to see if maybe we could download the Tesla GPS app. And then if we just go walk around in the cemetery, maybe it works that way too. Well, we could do that or we could just borrow a car because I talked to Tesla before I called you. Did you? I did. Yes. I talked to the one over at North Park and there was this really sweet girl. And when I told her, I just told her everything. I'm like, look, we want to go creep around a ghost, <laughs> a yeah, cemetery and look I for ghosts. The same. And she said, uh, she was like, well, they don't normally let people take the cars out past seven. So she's like, I okay. don't know if it would be dark enough for you to pick anything up. But then she got kind of excited about it. She, called, <laughs> she said, call me when you're done and we'll figure something out. I'm like, yes. So okay. we might be able to do this. She even hinted that we might be able to borrow a car overnight. <gasps> oh my yeah. God. So clear your schedule just in case, but yes. real quick, I do need to play some of this audio from the guy who saw a ghost in the graveyard. Hang on. I'm still not seeing anything so far. I'm about to leave, but what the, what the f***? Y'all f***ing saw that. What the f*** disappeared? Okay, I'm going to, yo, y'all see that? Nobody's here. Oh my God. Ah! That's the best part. I'm sorry, the whole story, the like panicked scream there at the end. But yeah, go to hauntedaf.com. In fact, I'll go ahead and attach that video again to the companion post so you can see it again because it's great. I also got some really great haunted car stories from my dad. So yeah, he was telling me that years ago, he bought an old Cadillac from an estate. This woman had passed away. And so he brought this Cadillac home and one of his brothers was keeping it at his house for some reason. I'm like, why did you buy Mm -hmm. a Cadillac? if you didn't have a place to keep it. So that's my dad, though. We might have a bit of a hoarding issue. Don't tell him I said that. So the Cadillac is at my uncle's house, and it keeps turning on by itself all the time. What? So they eventually sold the car because nobody wanted to drive it because they're like, this thing's got a mind of its own. And then he said that when my grandpa died, the same uncle took my grandpa's car and it would start by itself all the time. So he would like hear something out in the garage and go and check and my grandpa's car would be running. I can't even explain that in any logical way. You remember that movie, uh, well, it was a book first, Christine. Was it Christine, the Stephen King book? Yeah, I think it was actually. Yeah, the car would go out and just like mow down everybody that was picking on its owner. (laughs) So that actually is very similar to a story that Ethan sent us. And he says, hello, Julie and Rebecca. This is the story of how my youth which is an Australian truck, was my guardian angel and saved my family. Now, my Ute has always had her own personality, but this night was a bit different. In July of 2018, I met my family at the mother-in-law's house for my eldest son's birthday. After dinner and dessert, we started heading home. My partner was driving her car with the kids in it and pulled up to a set of lights. As I pulled in behind her, my ute was lurching and pulled me into the inside lane right next to her. So that's what I did. Like, he's following the ute's orders here. (laughs) (laughs) He says, we waved at each other, and as the light turned green, I took off. Halfway through the intersection, I was T-boned straight into my door by a lady who had run a red light. It destroyed my youth, but it saved my life. And more importantly, it saved my family who were all in the lane next to me. So he sent us a photo of the youth and it is, oh my gosh, like that whole side is just completely caved in. Yeah. He said he wanted to show us how close he was to meeting his maker. He also said, I somehow walked away unharmed, as did my family, thanks to my first and favorite girl, Skippy. Skippy. Regards, Ethan. Oh, Skippy's such a good call. 
car. Can you believe that? Like a car that actually is like pulling you into another lane. I've never owned a car that would do that, that it would somehow take control. But then he's the one who took the brunt of the hit. So it didn't hit his family's car. That's amazing. Yeah. And when you look at the photo, that car was totaled. It was definitely destroyed. Yeah. All right. So I've been talking about this one story. First of all, I love the title that you gave it. Death freaking rattle. (laughs) The death rattle. Here it is. Death rattle. Hey, Julie and Rebecca. It's Tim from Portland, Texas. About 11 years ago, I worked at a nursing home here in town. I was a CNA. So in the mornings, I would help them get dressed, get them ready for breakfast, and help feed them if they needed help. So one morning, I was feeding one of my residents, and he just passed away. One of the nurses saw and asked me to help her take him back to his room so we could get him ready so the family could see him before the funeral home comes to pick him up. So I was going to lift him up and lay him down on his bed. As I lifted him up, he, I don't know if he had oxygen left in his lungs, but he just exhaled and he just heard a gurgly noise. And as that happened, the lights flickered and his TV turned on. So I'm already freaking out. The nurse starts crying and hauls ass out of the room. I I laid him down and had to take a little break. So I went out to the the nurse's station to find her. And as she finally calms down, she says, we need to go back in there. The family's already on the way. So we go back to the room. TV's still on. It's one of those old school TVs that has the pull knob to actually turn it on and turn it off. I don't know. It was just a weird place to work. We'd hear noises in the rooms, and we'd see little little shadow people or something in the corners of our eye. I hope you like my story. I love y'all's podcast. I'll listen to it every day. Talk to y'all later. Thank you, Tim. Oh, my God. Okay, for a split second there, I thought he was about to tell us that they went back in and the person was alive, (laughs) and I was going to lose my shit. (laughs) And he's just, like, messing with them. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, weirdly, I'm glad that person's still dead. <laughs> that sounds horrible. I really hope I'm able to do that when I die. You know, wouldn't that just be great? Just... Like one last practical joke? Yes. <laughs> just watch this. I'm going to make a really disgusting sound. I'm going to pop on the TV and like flicker the light. Just something simple. No, I'm not going to overdo it. Don't jump out and scream or just a little light flickering. <laughs> All right. And the good news here is that old people make weird sounds anyway, the older they get. So you'll already be like <laughs> on your way. <laughs> I'll already be girly and stinky as it is. Hell, I'm that way now. <laughs> uh, by the way, don't forget, send us your stories because we always need more ghost oh, stories, God, yes. alien stories. Bigfoot. What else can we have? Matrix stories. Glitch in the Matrix. uh, Doppelgangers. All that good stuff. Or the time you thought you were being haunted and it was something else. It was the giant cookie monster balloon. We love those stories too. (laughs) Yes, that was such a good one. Uh, We will take them any way you want to send them. Written, recorded, audio, video. Of course, we love to hear your voices, especially if you had an accent. Uh, We also want to see your faces too. Please send all of that to hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com. Coming up next week, we are going to talk to Emma from Real Life Ghost Stories, a fantastic podcast. In fact, Rebecca and I just got off the phone with her and she's fantastic. So it's wonderful. Yeah, Keep an eye on our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of it. We will be sharing little bits and pieces as that's coming up, but that will be next week. And we're also going to share a story about an earthquake harbinger growth. I knew I was going to have a hard time saying that. Because that's a hard word to say. The earthquake harbinger ghost. Woo! Woo! And it's all coming up on the next Haunted AF. And don't forget.
forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com. Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalaga and Travis Vance for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters. Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to haunt you too, Rebecca. 